everybody, it's Tara Bryan, and you are listening to Course Building Secrets Podcast. Whether you're a coach or a CEO, the success of your team and clients is based on your ability to deliver a consistent experience and guide them on the fastest path to results. This podcast will give you practical, real-life tips that you can use today to build your online experiences that get results and create raving fans. Why? So you can monetize your expertise and serve more people without adding more time or team to your business. If you're looking to uncover your million-dollar framework, package it and use it to scale, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Course Building Secrets podcast. I am thrilled you are here today. Hey, in this episode, I want to talk about scaling your business and the challenges that go along with that. So uh, when I was first trying to scale my agency back in the day, I knew I had to get out of at least one core function of my business could no longer be everywhere at once. I was exhausted. I was trying to figure out how to do all the things. I knew that if I sort of stopped pushing and getting things um, all out there, that all the balls were going to drop, right? I would. I just had that feeling, but there weren't enough hours in the day. I wasn't able to grow and continue growing because I was trying to handle it all, right? Like I was trying to do all of the things. And so at that point, I had two choices. The first choice was to decide like, all right, well, let's just stay at the size that we are right now, right? We're doing fine. I have a small team and we're able to, you know, help a a number of uh, clients and, you know, like that could be totally fine. Or I needed to choose that I wanted to create a scalable system, a scalable agency that allowed us to continue to grow. We knew we had people who wanted to work with us. We knew that we could grow beyond where we were at that time. And um, and so, you know, that was the direction that I, I chose to go. I chose growth. And so because of that, I knew I had to start doing things a little bit different. So that wasn't necessarily easy, right? I, you know, not because of the increased workload that we were gonna have when we had more customers, but because I had to let go. And I don't know about you if you've ever been in this position, but when you're doing all of the things and you've built your company from scratch and you've, you know, essentially had your hand in every little part um, of the business, it's really hard to let go. And when I had to let go, the, the, the you know, the challenges of kind of not like, not being the one who was doing all the things was um, was really hard, right? So I had to step into being a leader, not necessarily the best doer, right? Like I, I couldn't do all of the things that I was doing with clients anymore. I had to let go of the accolades and the recognition that I was getting from clients and, you know, that they would be super happy with what I provided, what our team provided. And I just, I had to be able to let that go and find a different way to show up and serve. I needed to find a way for me to grow, right? So I had to show up differently. I had to, you know, assume the leadership role of the business and not the sort of head doer of the business. And, um, and so that was sort of the first transition that I needed to make as I moved into growth mode. 
Now, I'll never forget the very first time that all of the work that I had done to show up differently in the business actually happened. We were sitting, um, the team was having a meeting and we were brainstorming around a new client project and I was, um, I was in the room and I was, you know, adding some information. I was, you know, kind of spitballing and brainstorming with everyone, but my team had it. I had the right people in the right seats. They were, they had the plan, they had the strategy, they had um, all of the parts and pieces that they needed to do an amazing job with this client and they didn't need me anymore. They didn't need me to lead. They didn't need me to, um, you know, to give suggestions and give my ideas. In fact, um, at one point I remember someone from my team going, we've got this, Tara. Like, you should go do something else because we are, you know, 100% confident in our ability to help this this client. And I was like, oh, okay, well, you don't need me? Like, all right, fine, right? And so at first I felt kind of lost and unsure of how to spend my time. I was like, well, if I don't need to be in the room, what do I need to be doing, right? Like this was the dream that I had ever since I first started the business, but I was I was not sure of what to do. So I don't know, maybe you have felt that way um, as well when your team's rocking it and you're like, oh, okay, well, guess what? Now I get to focus on something different. And, um, and the thing that I started focusing on is I started fixing things, right? I started like, um, not necessarily redoing things, but I was fixing, I was going to make things better. And I was going to, you know, continue to figure out how we can grow and build scalable systems and do all of the things. And so if you know what I'm talking about, you kind of know, like when you're lost, you tend to like redo things or fix things or, um, make changes that aren't necessary. And, um, and so I went through that process and I was just a little, um, my identity had changed, right? And so I just was a little unsure for a little bit, but I finally sort of found my footings and realized that it was time for me to step up as a leader in my business. Uh, and then that is when it finally became that freeing moment that I could grow and scale the business without having to be the one person who was doing all of the things. And, you know, I think about this story and I think about how when I'm helping our customers sort of transition from how they're showing up with their uh, their customers, right? Whether it's they're doing one-on-one services or they're doing um, sort of live coaching or live delivery of their proprietary uh, methodology, there comes a day when you need to create sort of those scalable delivery and fulfillment systems that help to drive your business forward. And, um, and so that, that experience has served me so well because um, a lot of the same kind of behaviors of what happened when I had a team that was finally sort of working um, without me uh, this is what starts to happen when people automate their, uh, d- their digital delivery is that uh, the, some of the same behaviors happen, right? Like they try and fix things or they, you know, create something different or they're feeling disconnected with their clients. So they jump in at weird times and try and help and try and fix or um, because they don't have a clear path of where everyone is and what they're doing, there's, there's just 
like a lot of um, sort of ad hoc things that are happening. And it's all just based on that need, that feeling of sort of being unmoored, if you will, when you start to automate um, your various systems, your various delivery process and all of the things is, you know, you have to trust the process, right? I had to, I had to trust my team that I had given them the tools, I had done the training and I had um, put them in a position so they could win. And it's that same thing. You have to put yourself in a position to trust the systems that you've set up, to trust the automation that you've set up, to trust the customer journey that you've created. And then you can create new um, sort of milestone um, programs or courses or whatever it is that you want to create that helps your customer along the path, not so much recreating your signature program um, or your signature kind of series of, of you know, uh, programs that you've created or whatever it is that you've created in your business. And, um, and so what tends to happen if you aren't trusting the process is that you are rebuilding things. You're, um, you know, again, jumping in, you're creating sort of off uh, tracks uh, that don't match uh, the progression that your people are gonna go through. All of these are symptoms that I see almost every day when I'm working with various customers who come to us and they're like, something isn't working with our programs. Uh, we've created a training education company. If something's not working, our customers aren't converting, they're not ascending, people aren't, aren't participating, they're not like, there's just something that's going on. Or they come to me and they're like, so listen, we know that we have our sales and marketing dialed in, but we're afraid that once we put more people into our programs, it's going to break because it's pretty much put together with duct tape and paper clips right now. So we know that we need a better system. So typically all of these are symptoms of that scaling process and it's totally normal, right? Like I had to go through that you know, I started a business from scratch, it was all me, and then I started to build a team to help me fulfill, and then I had to build a team to fulfill without me, right? That's the progression of building a business. And you may also be in that, that progression of building the business is at some point it grows beyond your cap, uh, capability to be able to do all of the things. So again, um, if you're in that position, like just know that you're, uh, you know, what you're doing right now is normal. And once you can get yourself sort of out of the, the swirl of that, right, you kind of sit in that uncertainty, you sit in that, that place of being unmoored, then you can keep growing and you can keep scaling and your customers stay, your customers ascend and they're all in the right place. And, uh, and so what I want to give you are five signs um, that you may be kind of in this place in your business. So the first one is that you're overwhelmed, right? You feel like you need to be doing all of the things. And if you don't do all the things or you stop and take a break, then all the balls are going to fall and you're not going to be able to to pick things up, right? Like you're either going to disappoint your team, you're going to disappoint yourself, you're going to disappoint your customers. 
like there's something going on that you're just constantly on the hamster wheel and you don't feel like you can get off. That's usually the indication that you actually need to stop, right? Like if you feel like, you know what, I know I need to do this, but I just don't have time. That is a sign that it's time to stop and, uh, and really dial in some of the systems that you need in order to keep growing because it may not be today, but eventually, uh, like the problem's not going away, right? So eventually you're going to have to stop. So before it gets too far out of hand, um, it's, it's good to stop, get the help that you need, and then be able to move forward. Okay, that's sign number one. Sign number two is you don't have a clear customer journey. So your customers um, are, are confused when they join your program and they start to get results. So, so there's not a clear customer journey and there's not a clear customer ascension path. So when you have customers who come in and they get a result, do you have a clear next step for them? Like, is there a, a different level that they get to ascend to because they've completed your first um, your first program that you have. So often I, I have customers who come in and they're like, well, you know, we've got, you know, 5,000 people on our list or 5,000 people in our free community, but only a handful of people who have, who have bought and like even less that are taking our other offers or you revamp your offers and you, you, you know, take all of your, um, customers who have been with you, like your juicy people who like follow you everywhere, they like pay you for everything, you, you dump them back into the main program because you're not sure what to do with them. That's a sign that your customer journey and your customer acquisition plan is a little wonky, right? Like there's something happening there. And chances are because you have that first sign where you're super overwhelmed, you're, you're just like thinking about getting a thing out there and selling it versus you know, what happens when somebody becomes a customer? Because the goal isn't to just churn new customers all the time, right? So expensive to do that. In fact, it's like five times more expensive than just keeping the ones that you have. And so uh, the second sign is like your customers aren't quite sure what to do. And if somebody has been in your world for a really long time and they've been, you know, getting great results and, um, and they're like your person and you put them back into a beginner program, that, that's a miss, right? You, you have the opportunity, you're leaving money on the table because you're, you have the opportunity to keep ascending them to higher and higher levels within, um, within the journey. Okay, so that's sign two. Sign three is you've created and recreated your core program more than three times. So if this is you and you, you've created it and then you're like, this isn't exactly right. And so you re-recreate, you re-recreate it, re-recreate it, you recreate it. Um, and, um, and you're doing it not because customers are asking for it, right? Like not because they're confused, but because you're feeling like you're disconnected, right? You're not involved in what they're learning. So you just feel like you want to keep, um, keep recreating it. This is, in uh, just as a side note, this is for live teaching and automated teaching. So if you're teaching your cohort live, um, like your teaching materials, not the coaching and accountability, but your teaching materials, if that 
is happening more than three times. And I would say once you have your beta and your actual like core curriculum locked in, like you may have to test it a bunch of times just to get the curriculum set. But once you have the curriculum locked in, if you're constantly repeating the teaching elements um, as that could be, um, you know, put in as assets, that is also you're recreating three three times, right? Um, in automated, if you are just constantly redoing it um, without a, a specific reason for it, this is also a good indication that you are um, kind of in this place. You're just re-recreating it because you feel uh, disconnected with the process and with the customers. And the thing to remember about this is this is about your customers and the journey that they're going on, not about you um, you know, working through your material. And, um, and so this is also a sign that we see a lot of is um, just constant reiteration or iteration in, um, for only the purpose of being involved in it. There's lots and lots of other things you can be doing in your business um, other than recreating a, a solid program that you already have. And so if you're finding yourself um, doing that, you need to connect with your customers in one way, shape, or form, not through the, the education components, but through coaching or accountability or even checking in. Or maybe it's time to do a live event so you uh, feel connected to your community um, because that's a need that you have, not so much a need that your customers have um, as, as they're going through um, and, and getting to the milestones that you've set out for them. Um, okay, so the fourth one is uh, your team and systems aren't working for you. Things are not working like a well-oiled machine. So things are breaking or things are um, just constantly uh, just constantly not right, right? So you're making changes in the systems and team. Like they can't quite, like they can't quite keep up, right? Or you're making a change and there's a... Um, sort of a lack of communication. Uh, and, and that's super common, right? So even if it's your automation, uh, you make a change to an offer and your automation isn't, um, isn't updated, right? And so like just small things like that that make a huge difference to your customers because they're looking at it going, well, what's happening, right? Like there's just some basic errors that are going on. And, um, and that's a, a really strong sign. A lot of times we see this in um, I don't know, maybe I'll call it sloppy work, right? Like, so, you know, examples of this are like emails that are going out that don't make sense or, um, being invited to join an offer, even if you've already bought it, right? Like, so there's ways that people should be taken off once they buy an offer. So if you're constantly getting weird, um, you know, your customers are constantly getting kind of weird messages or over, um, over being, oh, being over communicated in terms of random things. That's a really good sign that you're kind of in the middle of this too. Um, and then sign number five is your customers are sit, staying, ascending and signing up naturally for everything that you have, um, versus, um, you know, versus they're not staying, right? So when you have this symptom or this sign, it's like 
people want to stay, people want to be in your world. They, in fact, they would probably just give you whatever money you asked for, but they're, like, there's too much friction for them to do that. And so there's a lot of confusion of like, well, do I buy this one or this one? Or like, what's that? Or like, why am I, why do I go to this system for this and this system for that? And like, well, am I supposed to be communicating with a community in Facebook or in Circle or in school? Like, where am I supposed to be, right? So there's this sort of confusion as to customers being able to just naturally go through the process because it's dialed in, because it's organized. And so if, if you know, you're in that place where you're just sort of like <laughs> purposefully breaking things, this is another place where that starts to happen is, um, and this is again, like a sign that I get from a lot of customers is they have like three or four different delivery systems that their customers are in. Um, and so maybe one course is in Kajabi and another one's in WordPress and another one's in school and another one's in ClickFunnels. And so customers are like, well, where do I log in to get XYZ? Or when do I get access to ABC, right? They, they just like are so confused they don't know what to do. And so that's when all of this stuff starts to make a difference. And by, by focusing on the strategy, by focusing on kind of the bigger picture, while you're leading this process, it allows you to help your team stay, um, sort of stay on the right path instead of doing random activities that happen when you're overwhelmed or they're overwhelmed or there's no leadership who's driving um, the bus of the business, right? And so, anyway, so signs that that that's happening in your organization are um, what I just described. So if you're feeling in a, any of those, one, I just want you to know that that's a normal part of growth. It's a normal part of you creating something, you having your, your hands and everything and being able to do all of the things and then moving to a more leveraged and scalable model where you have to trust team, you have to trust your, your um, systems, and you have to trust your automations to help you leverage your time in a way that allows you to provide that customer with the best experience that they can get um, in all of the things that you have. And so the people who come to us are usually, you know, they usually have one or sometimes all of those particular challenges. And, um, and that's when it's important to sort of stop and reassess the strategy and the leadership um, sort of plan for how to move forward. Um, so hopefully this serves you. This is one of those episodes that's near and dear to my heart just because I just remember so clearly going through this process. One, having to make the decision, and two, that day that I was standing outside our conference room looking at my team rocking it without me, and I just felt awesome and completely unmoored all at the same time. And I needed to step in and, um, and solve these complex challenges in order to keep growing and scaling. And we did, and, and the business was um, so much better for it. It was so much better for it when I stepped out 
and, um, and was able to start leading the process instead of doing the process. Um, just as a total side note, <laughs> I will tell you, one of the biggest challenges that I had around this whole process was I loved to tinker with, um, with the, at the time we were building custom courses. I loved to tinker in the, in the tech. I loved to um, tinker in, you know, how to solve problems, right? I'm a maximizer, I'm a fixer. And so I, um, I needed to have some time where I was doing that or I was going out and finding kind of some cool new ideas and techniques that I thought would be helpful for the team um, and the clients. And so I reserved, um, at first it was one day a week um, and then it became one day a month. I reserved time on my calendar for me to just go in and tinker and do the things that I felt like I was missing when I wasn't hands-on in the projects. And that really helped me stay connected and also stay out of um, fixing things, and I say in air quotes, fixing things for my team, right? At one point, I remember one of my um, one of my project managers was like, "Tara, you can't fix anything. Like, you cannot come in right now and do any of these things because you're screwing it up." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're totally right." And so, by reserving that time for myself, that I could do kind of more of that strategic tinkering, uh, it helped me stay connected, and it didn't it it fulfilled that need. So I didn't feel like I had to go and like fix and change things randomly that we're gonna kind of hose up the business. So if that's you and that's your biggest challenge with um, going through this transition, I hear you, I see you, um, put some time on your calendar to just be able to go and um, and tinker and play. And, um, and eventually, you know, I will tell you that I was able to uninstall all of our e-learning software off of my computer. And, and that was sort of another day that was freeing. It's like, I don't actually have to know this, this software. I don't actually have to code. I don't have to do all of these um, you know, technical things that I was doing when I was sort of growing the business by myself. And, um, and once I was ready, I was able to do that. And it felt so awesome to be able to lead the process, have a really strong foundational understanding of all of the, um, the the mechanics that went into the business, but I didn't have to be the one pressing the buttons. And and so again, if that's you, I hear you and I see you. Uh, and so, you know, be, you know, dedicate your, your time to being able to spend, you know, however much time that you want to in in whatever mode it is that you think that you're going to miss the most and um and just don't <laughs> just don't apply it randomly to um your pro programs or your products all right there you go hopefully this serves you if you want to talk about this um you know even just to share your stories uh my information is in the show notes i would love to have a, a conversation with you about where you are in your business whether or not you've gone through this um, or this is something that you need to go through uh, because we're here to help. So have a great day.